We're joining now to our Ghanaian football journalist, Stack Sotti. Welcome to Spot On. Hello, good evening, and good evening from Accra. Well, good evening from here in Johannesburg. Uh, what a draw it has been for Ghana. What's your reaction to it? Well, I the first time I saw Ghana being placed in Group H, and I was like, Suarez with my revenge. <laughs> that was the first thing that came to mind. And I, fortunately, I... I I'm speaking to you from, from the former seat of government, so where our president used to be. It's now a kind of a tourist uh, place. So I was just coming from a tour, and I got inside the reception, and the door was going on. I said, no, I don't have to go. I have to wait, and then scan through everything. And see. So when the door came, the, the people here were kind of, well, we have to revenge. This is our time to revenge against Suarez. <laughs> what he did to us in South Africa. We must do, we must do the same thing to him in Qatar. So, so Ghana is already preparing for their revenge in that group. I mean, I wouldn't really, because there is no group of death, but you do have some tough opponents. Well, that, well for me, I think our tricky opponent should be South Korea. Looking, looking at looking at all the other two teams, Uruguay and 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 Portugal, they are unknown people. They are known players who we watch week in week out. We know Ronaldo will be available. We know uh, Fernandez will be available. We know Pepe will be available. There are a couple of them, Renato Sanchez and Co. When you come to Uruguay, obviously there is Suarez. There 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 are lots of other players. In the mostly playing in the Spanish La Liga, but when you come to the Korean team, that's that's a tricky, very tricky aspect. It's very difficult when you're going to play against a team and then you don't really really know the team. They 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 will just come at you, and that was the same thing that happened to us in Cameroon when Boris, uh, 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 that particular in quote small island mm. came for Ghana in Garua. So for me, I think for the for the first match, our focus should be be able to take off Portugal and then Uruguay. But then the tricky aspect <laughs> is the way we play against Korea in that particular encounter. And I mean, it almost feels like a replay the way this drawn has happened. Obviously, <laughs> even when you look at Group B, even when you look at Group B, you, you look at Iran and USA, and, yeah. and that's just like a lot of people are saying, we want to see this play on the field. You know, politically, we know how it, 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 it goes, but then people want to really see that particular game, right? And, and you look across from Group A to Group A, mm. it looks like it's, it's a flashback. Yes. It's a flashback. And... and 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 I'm just praying Qatar should give us something unthinkable. Mm. Yeah. I mean, even there's another replay that comes to mind when I look at this draw. There's also Australia drawn in this group with France and Denmark again. Yes. That, exactly. So that's what I said earlier, that when you look across the groups from group A to group H, 
it's, it's kind of like a flashback. A replay that has been set throughout the groups. And, and for me, I think this tournament will be one of the very interesting World Cups we have had since uh, uh, 1930. I think now the game has progressed. Each and every country know how to play the game. Mm. Technology-wise, people are understanding the game. They are young, young players. Even look at the U.S. team. Mm. There are a couple of good players in there. And, and we, 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 have, we have the likes of Musa who decided to go play for, 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 for the U.S. But his mm. youths are from Ghana. And, and, and Pulisic and Co. are all in there. So you look across and then you, you ask yourself, I don't think this particular World Cup will disappoint. <laughs> Each and every day in Qatar, you are going to have a game that we'll talk about. I know. I want to talk about the Asian teams as well as England's team, but I want to find out. I mean, af- after Ghana beat Nigeria, is there a belief now that the Ghanaian <laughs> team can take on any powerhouse? You, you know, you know. After after the game, after the game, immediately after the game, when I, I I didn't go to Abuja, so I was watching the game with another Nigerian friend, and then surprisingly, behind us was a South African, mm. and and then I just turned to her and I was like, uh, "Are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> Looking at what happened before the playoffs for yeah. me. After the playoffs, look, th- there was a difference in those two games. The difference was Otuado, the coach from Dortmund, and mm-hmm. his technical man who did that magic. Look, when when you look at the game of play, the first half in Abuja was not that good. After we, we got that goal from Thomas Partey, that was a br- brilliant strike. Mm-hmm. And then the Super Eagles came in with that penalty, which people think is a bit dubious. For me, I think it was it was a good call from the referee. VAR did a good job. It was a penalty spot on. After that particular session, we couldn't kind of hold the game. And then Otoado went back to the dressing room, tinkered with his formation back in the second half. And Steve Aguavo couldn't see anything. And kudos to Otoado for doing that particular work. For me, I think the Ghana Blasters is in a work. It's a work in, pro- uh, in progression. Mm. It is not done yet. We have a lot of players who couldn't feature in those two games. So going into Qatar in November 2022, don't be surprised when you see uh, a new team. Let me put it that way. When you see a new team parading in Qatar, don't, don't be surprised because there are a lot of players who go off this particular team and mm. there are a lot of players who come in. Bear in mind, we have some guys in England who want to switch nationalities, the likes of Hudson Odoi, Tariq mm-hmm. Lamte. We're also talking to someone centre-back, Mohamed Salisu, who we've tried to convince over the past year to just come and play for Ghana. But mm-hmm. then I think with the World Cup, he might get a change of mind. And then there, there are a couple of, of young Ghanaian guys around Europe who will also be drafted into the team. So for me, from... From now to November is when the real work begins for the Black Stars. I can see that. The passion in your voice is infiltrating everywhere right now. But you no, look- when, when, <laughs> when you're able to beat your, your, your archivist, 
Nigeria. Look, yeah. before the game, look, we have a lot of Nigerians in, 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 in the capital, right? And, like, when you meet any, let me say, six out of ten Ghanaians, mm. the person might have a friend from Nigeria. And every time you, you see a WhatsApp message or a call, hey, Omo, you go beat you, Omo, you go <laughs> score you five, Omo. And, and, and they're coming to Cape, uh, Kumasi with a zero zero draw, and then we're going to... It's very painful yeah. when you don't lose over it. You have not never lost a game. That two, two, two matches we played, there was no loss to the Super Eagles, but then they are not going to the World Cup. That is the most painful, painful aspect of, of it all because you've not lost, but you are not going to Qatar. Hmm. That's the most painful aspect. Yeah. So and for me, I'm so happy that we've kicked out Nigeria. It is Nigeria. <laughs> Nobody else. It is Nigeria. Yeah, and you, and you were responsible for, for, or partly responsible for kicking out their coach as well, because he quit or was fired. But um, looking... No. Sorry, what were you saying, Stack? No, I, I couldn't hear you earlier. Oh, we're saying the Nigerian coach, after the Ghana game, he also quit. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure because Iguabon is, is a technical head of the NFS. And according to a statement from the NFS this morning, the coach has not, they have not taken any decision on him. It's back to uh, issue. But if um, Iguabon, that same night, I would have resigned as the coach of the Super League. Mm. Okay. Because so, when you look at the coach of Algeria, decided to resign. Look at the coach of Egypt, decided to resign because yeah. they couldn't qualify their teams to the World Cup. And and that's it. If you're not able to do the job, you leave the job for somebody else. And you walk away. You walk away from it. Of course. You have to walk away. All right. Now, let's look at the draw. I want to talk about the other four African teams. Who do you think is the most unluckiest? Well... When you scan through the goose, when you scan through the goose, I think I think the most unlucky thing should be Morocco in Group S. I think the most unlucky thing should be Morocco in Group F because in Group F you have the like Belgium, Canada, Croatia, and then Morocco. And for what I saw in DLC. In the first leg of the playoffs, mm-hmm. if that was they about to play in the World Cup, look, it's better Morocco don't head to Qatar. Mm. It's, 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 it's better they don't head to Qatar. Because for me, getting the lives of Belgium, Canada, Canada is on the rise mm. in, in, in North America. It, if, they can take care of Canada, but when you pick Croatia and Belgium, that's, that's, that's. That's a big tax. Hmm. That's a big tax. Because, well, Divina, Eddie Hazard, Togan Hazard, Lukaku will not sit down for you to just ride over them. The last of Croatia. Croatia was at the finals in the last edition of the World Cup in, in Russia. Hmm. And so they, they will not be just staging for the World Cup just to go out 
for uh, in the first round. And for me, I think Morocco is the most unlucky team among the five mm. African teams going into the tournament. For me, in Group A, Senegal, it looks like Senegal are getting away with an easy route uh, from, from the group. Because if, if you look at it, Qatar, Ecuador, Netherlands. Mm. Senegal's first game in Qatar will be against Netherlands. And that's the toughest opposition in that particular group. The moment they are able to play against Netherlands, mm. now they tune their mind to Qatar and Ecuador. And bear in mind, Senegal had a very, very good team. They have a good team. And for me, I think even their, their second 11 can match any team in the world. And if they are able to do their things right, they, they, they will qualify out of the group with Netherlands. Well, there we go. Stack Sati, the Ghanaian football journalist, breaking all the pots. That's the World Cup draw pots. But let me tell you, we've got something even more exciting. There's tennis happening this weekend, but the Junior World Cup, which had been rescheduled, the Hockey World Cup uh, for April 1st to the 12th, is happening in Potchefstroom, South Africa. And Owen Honey, yes, SABC sport journalist and presenter, is right there in the thick of things with the action. He gives us a wrap on how Team South Africa, as well as the rest of the teams from around the world, are doing.